Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, and we have breaking news on the Edmonton Oilers. They have just announced that they've agreed to a contract extension with right winger Kyler Yamamoto, who had his arbitration hearing coming up in a few days. A two-year deal for Yamo. It's worth $6.2 million. So the average annual value for Yamamoto, a little bit more than what Pugliarvi got over just a year. So Yamo, two years, $3.1 million per season. The 23-year-old, 81 games last season, 20 goals, 41 points. Was pretty strong in the playoffs that we got hurt against the Colorado Avalanche and missed the last couple of games. So that is hot off the old presses. Yamamoto, two-year extension with the Oilers average annual value of $3.1 million. Well, the news was uh, significant and sad last night, though a lot of amazing memories over the last 24 hours or so. One of broadcasting's all-time greats passing away. One out of the ninth, 6-5 Philadelphia. Stottlemyre and Castillo throwing in case of extra innings. Fastball is hit to left field, down the line, in the corner, home run. Joe Carter hits the two and one pitch over the left field wall. Come back with three in the bottom of ninth inning to become the world's champions yet again. Well, that is the great Vin Scully with the call of one of the greatest moments in Canadian baseball history, Joe Carter's home run to knock off the Phillies in the 1993 World Series. We're going to be hearing some of Vin's uh, great calls throughout the evening tonight on Inside Sports and hearing some of his more memorable stories that he was able to weave while calling play-by-play, starting in 1950 with the Brooklyn Dodgers before hanging up the mic in 2016, though, of course, he uh, remained a a public figure, passing away last night at the age of 94. And for some memories of Vin and some perspective on his great career, a broadcasting legend in his own right, he was the longtime play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Kings. We welcome back to Inside Sports, Bob Miller. Bob, thanks for making time for us tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Reed. Thank you very much. Uh, I always enjoy talking about Vin Scully. I'm just uh, sad that it has to be after his passing, but uh, as you heard in that clip, I don't care where he was doing baseball, whether it was in Canada or the U.S. or whatever, he was the best baseball announcer. Yeah, hard to argue with that, and just an incredible career, as you yourself have had. Uh, Do you remember the first time you met Vin? And uh, I mean, you're a pretty big name yourself, but were you starstruck at all? Well, I wasn't starstruck, but I was uh, happy to be in his presence and figured that I could learn something from listening to him, and, and I certainly did. Uh, he was like your favorite uncle, you know, it, it, like pull, pull up a chair, and we're just going to talk baseball for a few hours here. And he was so smooth and so uh, detailed in his description, and yet you knew or felt that he was talking just to you. And it was, he didn't just do balls and strikes. He did his preparation. 
and he would tell you about players on both teams, something perhaps that you didn't know. And baseball is structured that way. He could tell those stories and weave them through an inning, an inning and a half, maybe even two innings. And that's what people long to hear. And they'd bring their transistor radios to Dodger Stadium. Even though they were watching the game, they wanted to listen to Vin and, uh, and hear those stories. So uh, the transistor radio meant a lot to Vin uh, in, when, it, when the team moved to Los Angeles. And, uh, and he and I had a nice friendship. He was always gracious to everyone. So, yeah, a little bit more on that. What was he like away from the microphone? Now, I, I think, and, and hey, you and I spend a lot of uh, our, our lives with microphones nearby, so you kind of have to be yourself and be genuine. I don't know if we're if you're totally the same. At least I'm not, like, totally the same on air as I might be uh, in my private life. But what, what was he, you know, if you sat down and, and had a pop or shared some nachos or, or had time to visit like that? Well, I would usually be at Dodger Stadium before we were going to make an appearance there and sit uh, in the room and talk to Vin. And uh, he just he just wanted to know about you and about your family. And he was such a great family man. And uh, we didn't always talk about baseball. I guess I felt, well, what am I going to say to Vin about baseball that he doesn't already know? <laughs> you know, and I don't know that much about it. But uh, he was he was someone who... When you met him, he was interested in you. And I think that's an important factor. And that's what I learned the way he treated people who came up and asked for an autograph or a picture. Always cordial. Yeah, sure. Come on. Let's, let's get a picture taken. And he included everybody. And, uh, and he was so smooth at, at doing the broadcast uh, that he was well known not only in Canada for the games he did, but certainly in the United States because of the versatility he had doing baseball, the PGA golf tour and pro football. And I think the main thing with him, and I think for everybody to learn who's going to be a broadcaster, do your homework and be prepared actually for any job, be prepared when you go to work. And Vin was prepared every night and the fans Loved tuning into him. Well, I, I, you mentioned some of the other sports he he did, and when I was looking through highlights of games he called, he did the uh, Montana to Clark pass in the early '80s, uh, the famous uh-huh. play in the National Football League in the NFC Championship game. Uh, you know, and I know in your career you you did a little bit of everything too, but like how. How can you kind of give context to people like how hard that might be, or is it that hard? Like transitioning from one sport to another, and I know he's known mainly for baseball, but just calling another game and making it sound like you're as, as smooth as anything else you ever did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I think it's harder than most people think, but he was, again, prepared to do that. And without that preparation, 
it doesn't sound that good or or easy and and he made it sound that way and uh and that was something that i think the fans appreciated more than anything else and when you met him he was a perfect humble individual now i didn't spend a lot of time with him away from dodger stadium or or other sports events so i can't comment on that but i was honored to take a jersey out to him on his retirement the king said we're going to give him a king's jersey and it's going to have number 67 on the back because that's how many years he broadcast dodger baseball do you want to present it to him i said yes i'd love to we went out to dodger stadium we had the tv camera there with us i presented that to him and i said ben 67 when i started in the nhl in 73 number 67 meant you haven't made the team yet you're a prospect so you might make it and he <laughs> laughed and he said oh, i'm doing the best i can i'm working hard at it and uh, uh he was he was just a a joy to be around and anybody that came into his booth he'd invite you in and come on in and say hello and uh he was uh, available to the fans and i think that's what they loved the most about this guy Former L.A. Kings play-by-play voice Bob Miller joining us tonight on Inside Sports with memories of Scully, who passed away yesterday at the age of uh, 94. Bob, of course, knew Vin and some uh, recollections on knowing him and his incredible career. So that longevity, I mean, you know, Vin, first of all, was was lucky enough to have a long life. But, you know, he, he called base-by-play, uh, baseball play-by-play for most of it, um, you know, into ages where uh, a lot of people, even if they were healthy, would have said, you know what, I'm going to step away. What What do you think kept him going and kept him, kept that energy up to do, you know, year after year, call all those games? Well, I think it was simple, his love of the game. That love of the game started when he was about 10 years old in Brooklyn, and uh, it never wavered. He loved doing baseball. And... Uh, I thought 44 years I had with the Kings was longevity. And then all of a sudden, Vin's got 67 years with the Dodgers. So uh, someone who works that long has to last that long because of his love for the game. And he could do just about as good, I I think, uh, when he was uh, in his 65th or 66th and 67th year as he was early on. Now, he may dispute that, but uh, uh, he still sounded good, sounded enthusiastic. And when he did the game, he was almost like a poet uh, reading a poem to you. He had such great command of the English language. He used such great phrases, maybe from literature. And, uh, and that set him apart from most announcers in other sports. And, uh, and that love of the game just kept him going year after year, couldn't wait for spring training to start, and the the relationships that he had with the players. Uh, They probably weren't as close in his later years as they were when he was a youngster, but but he just loved to be at the ballpark and and do those games. And uh, and he just uh, is a legend, uh, you know, in, in Los Angeles and actually throughout the U.S. and and parts of Canada because of people who listened to him do the game and and thought that this is really enjoyable to listen to him tell stories and do the game.
Well, and and you mentioned him being a legend around the world, but he, you know he did Dodgers games. And and just be, just before I let you go, Bob, because you and I talked a bit this afternoon, and you said you're doing television interviews. What's it like in LA? I mean, are is are, are people talking about anything else today? It, it must just be an incredible day to remember and celebrate Vin's life and career. Well, I think I know in the LA Times newspaper this morning, article after article on Vin, and and for me, uh, every everybody that called today wanted to do a interview or have me comment on Vin Scully and and what I knew about him, and and I was so happy to do it and honored to do it. Uh, we did a panel show several years ago, Chick Hearn, the great Lakers basketball announcer, Vin Scully and myself. And uh, at one point in the in the uh, interview, I said, look at the rings on these guys' fingers. And the Kings hadn't won any Stanley Cups at that point. So Vin held up his hand and he said, this is the World Series ring, 1988. Chick held his up and said, this is the NBA championship, 1987. The camera came to me. No rings, except I said, this is my wedding ring, 1963. And more people commented on that. And they're going to run that again here in Los Angeles. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it was a thrill for me just to be in the studio with those two guys. And uh, we had we had a great time. And uh, it was it was just a thrill for me to be mentioned with Vin and Chick any time that people said, you know, you, you three guys are the, the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters in Los Angeles. I never in my wildest dreams ever thought anything like that would be said about me. But, uh, but Vin was always gracious. He and I got together on the field at Dodger Stadium <coughs> for the Kings-Ducks outdoor game in Dodger Stadium, the only outdoor game ever in California that counted, and we welcomed the crowd. Vin spoke first, then I spoke, and it was just a thrill for me to be uh, next to him on the field at Dodger Stadium. So uh, some great memories, and and uh, I'll always think of him as uh, the icon that he was uh, in, in the eyes of people around the U.S. and Canada and the world, uh, just a, a great broadcaster and an even better human being the way he treated his fans. Bob, well said. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. We appreciate you doing it under the circumstances. I hope we can talk again soon. Thank you so much for sharing your memories of Vince Scully. You're welcome, Reed. I'm uh, honored to do it, and I thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. That is Bob Miller, longtime play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Kings from 1973 to 2017, and he remembers Vin Scully, who was the voice of the Dodgers from 1950 until 2016. This is Inside Sports on 630 Jet. So Kyler Yamamoto will not require arbitration. He and the Oilers agree to a new contract tonight, two years, $6.2 million. So that is $3.1 million per season. So they avoided arbitration with uh, Pugliarvi and the Oilers 
also uh, avoid salary arbitration with uh, Kyler Yamamoto, who, uh, you know, as he showed, the, the top players like playing with him. And uh, I, I realize a lot of people still knock his size, and that's fair. He's probably never going to get any bigger, but a pretty smart player, a pretty dogged player. And when he gets rolling, uh, I mean, he can get pretty hot. I mean, he had some pretty good uh, streaks in the regular season and uh, probably a guy who's going to be, I'm not going to quite say top six because we'll see what happens, but probably somewhere in the Oilers' top nine, at least for the two years on this contract. So there you go. Kyler Yamamoto will uh, be back with the Edmonton Oilers for two more years. No salary arbitration necessary for him. Awesome to have Bob Miller on the show and uh, one play-by-play legend remembering another as Bob who uh, got to know Vin Scully over the years as they worked together in Los Angeles with some awesome memories of moments with Vin and some perspective on his amazing career and amazing life. Uh, No one told the story while calling a game like Vin Scully. You've probably seen or heard some of these on social media over the last 24 hours or so. Here's a really good one. Uh, Johnny Gomes batting, and Vin Scully gets into this story involving a wolf attack. Let's start when he was 12. He was doing work on his grandmother's house, and a hired hand showed up with a wolf on a leash. Here's the 2-0 pitch, 2-1-1. Anyway, Johnny loved dogs. He had never owned one, though he had no idea about how serious a wolf might be. So he walked up to the wolf, and the man hollered at him, No, it's a real wolf. Don't pet it. The 2-1 pitch in, yeah, well, the man ties up the wolf, goes around the corner to mend the fence, and Johnny goes back to the wolf, saying something like, oh, I'll talk to him, and it'll be great. And the wolf attacks him, has knocked him down on his chest, just about ready to devour him. 2-2 pitch, check swing, no swing, ball three. Johnny suddenly, totally and completely relaxed. He was done, he knew it. And whatever he did by relaxing, the wolf decided, "Uh uh-huh, I don't have a rival here. And the wolf got off his chest. Johnny got up and walked away. Ground ball by the diving Turner and the base hit by Johnny Gomes. So a one-out single left by the wolf man. Uh, That's amazing. (laughs) Weaves that story. And somehow he timed it perfectly that the at-bat ended just as as the story ended. That's the incredible Vin Scully. We'll uh, have more some of uh, classic audio from uh, Vin Scully as we move along tonight. We'll get you ready for the Elks and the Lions coming up on Saturday as well. And the Raptors are coming to Edmonton. We'll dive deeper into that too.